Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. He's Patrick Creighton. I'm Sean Bajani. It's Area 45 Sports Radio 610, 9 o'clock hour. You can join us via Twitch and YouTube. You want to check out the show, watch us, see our beautiful faces, uh, join the chat. You can do so uh, just by searching 610 Houston on Twitch, Sports Radio 610 on YouTube. Make sure you follow and like and all that good stuff. And you can give us a shout, 713-572-4610, at any time you want to be a part of the conversation. Uh, my man Byron Matthews uh, in there will accommodate and answer your phone call and patch you through. Uh, Rockets in Oklahoma City Thunder on a little uh, national television this evening. Uh, about to get started on TNT. Game's uh, going to tip off. Your starting lineup, not changing PC. You still got uh, Brooks Green. Alpie, Smith, and Van Vliet for your Houston Rockets. Some Ime Yudoka, uh continuing to just uh, operate status quo and give Jalen Green every opportunity instead of uh, starting. I'm in Thompson. That day shall come. Is Ime trolling us right now? He is uh, just tough love, maybe. Tough love is coming, but right now uh, he's just trying to do a lot of teaching, maybe. I don't know. I don't think it's a troll. I think he's trying to teach. It's got to be an opportunity uh, to, to make sure you've squeezed everything you possibly could out of that potential lemon. And we've seen some games here where, uh, you know, Amen Thompson is playing down the stretch and Jalen Green is sitting his rear end on the pine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you got to when you're shooting 417. At what point does that become Jalen Green sits to start the game to? Yeah, I I think it's very close. If sitting in crunch time isn't getting the message through, then maybe sitting to start the game gets the message through. And if that doesn't get through, maybe sitting the whole damn game gets the message through. Because, look, he's in his third year. He cannot continue to be as woefully inconsistent as as he's been. Well, and that's been the gripe is about the starts uh, from the Rockets, the slow starts. And 
you know, that that's something that you may look when you're when you've overcome a slow start like they did the other night and they had an opportunity, uh, you know, to 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 make it a game in crunch time. I mean, hell, you lost by four points to the same Thunder team, right? 114-110 was it, I believe it was. Um <laughs> You gotta, you've got to have your best guys on the court. Well, if you're off to a better start, um, why not do it with the guys that you trust the most in the in crunch time minutes? I think that decision's coming, but I think, I think that's a teachable moment. You see if you can explore at every option before you make that decision, before you pull that trigger. Uh, the I think Brooklyn it's just coming Nets down the today road. Mm-hmm. Took a fat L. How fat? How fat? Are we talking like uh, thirty point fat? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we are. They you got, mean like more than thirty points fat. They lost one hundred eight to eighty one to Orlando. Beautiful, beautiful. Orlando, who is like they're the seven seed. They're thirty three and twenty six. Brooklyn is right now tied for eleventh mm-hmm. in the East at twenty two and thirty six. With the Raptors. Poor Mikhail Bridges. They have a bottom eight record. Yeah. Hello, lottery. Yeah. In uh, goodbye 10 spot, right? How far away are they from the 10 seed now? Four games out. Yeah. Goodbye 10 spot. <laughs> They're four out. The Rockets are five out. Uh, I think it's becoming pretty clear the Rockets are not going to make the play-in. But if they have a better Rocket than the Nets... Mm-hmm. They at least are giving away the worst pick, uh, not the better pick. Yeah, uh, to the Thunder, who are tied for the best record in the West. That so you're saying they're going to be in the market uh, or in position to get yet another rookie to add to this uh, very very young roster? Yeah, they're going to get a, another top ten pick, maybe a top six pick, which kind of brings me into this uh, beautiful little segue. Uh, discussion in rookies versus veterans. I thought it was a really good question today asked by Cody Stutes, uh, who uh, is Indianapolis for the Combine, asked this question of D'Amico Ryans, who was available to the media day, on his preference for a rookie or a veteran at a particular position. Take a listen. Not necessarily so. I always look at it. I tell young guys, they can step up and they can lead from the from the start if they are the right guy for that position. So I don't feel like you have to have a veteran at one particular spot on the team. I feel like there are a lot of rookies who come in and they excel from the start in this league just because they have the right mindset, they're made of the right stuff. So I don't limit, like, okay, I need to have a veteran at this spot or that spot. Whoever is the best guy, that's who I want out there. Whoever can help us the best, help us win games. Rookie, eight-year veteran, whoever is the best to help us win, that's who I want out I'm not going to say he's going to pitch a perfect ball game all the time, PC, but if there's ever a guy that gives me that much more confidence in talent and character evaluation, it's D'Amico Ryans because there's a reason why um, that you were able to get the players – that you drafted this past year to produce the way that they did, uh, either offensively or defensively, and he's the guy. Uh, I know he wasn't talking about himself, but I'm talking about him. He's the guy. He's the X factor. He's the difference maker. Uh, him and his staff and the team that he's compiled around him. That that's 
that stuck out to me. And then Cody Stutes asked a uh, follow-up a little bit later on, which I thought gave a little bit more insight into a, a question about an advantage that maybe the Texans currently have versus potential free agents that are on or going to be on the open market. D'Amico was asked about that and his evaluations there. Take a listen. When you talk about free agents, when you have that firsthand look of the guys who you've spent day after day with, you know them. You know their strengths. You know their weaknesses. Right? You know everything about the player. You know how they are when things get hot and heavy. Like, how do they handle it? So I think there is an advantage to Man, I know exactly who this guy is. I know exactly how he will respond as opposed to reaching for someone you may on another team that you may not have much info about. Uh, so it, it, there's a lot that goes into it. It's like while we're here at the Combine, we're trying to gather as much information on these players and their backgrounds as much as we can to identify who they are as a person, right? And in the free agency process, it kind of gets sped up, and sometimes you miss out on truly figuring out, man, who is this person that we're bringing into our building? So for me, it's always person over player, right? And bringing the right person in is uh, is of high importance to me. But the player is big time too. That right there is to me the biggest reason why the Texans are ahead of schedule. That right there is exactly why I feel like the Texans were able to reap the rewards from previous Nick Casario drafts that pre-existed D'Amico Ryan's becoming the head coach from guys like Nico Collins to Brevin Jordan. Um, and you got the contributions from your draft class it, the way that you did this past season because of that judgment of player and character for D'Amico Ryan's. That's the X factor. That's why I feel like you should have that much more confidence in Nick Casario, because if we're being honest, all of us, not just you and me, but every Texan fan, you didn't have a lick of confidence in Nick Casario three years ago, two years ago. You didn't even before last season. When they brought in D'Amico Ryans, you said, maybe there's a chance. Maybe they're finally turning the page. And look what they've accomplished. I think D'Amico Ryans gives everybody that much more confidence because of the ability that he's shown as a coach, as a teacher, as a talent evaluator, just in a matter of months. That's huge. That's why this combine, this offseason for the Texans, is probably the biggest in franchise history. D'Amico's going to play the best player. Imagine that, Sean. Playing the best player, not playing, you know, washed veteran because, well, he's a veteran and we need to have veterans. you got to find him first. You've got to have talent. You've got to have players. And... You know, gee, if the Astros realized they had a player uh, behind the plate and a player in center field, maybe they win more games last year. D'Amico gets his best players on the field, puts them in opportunities to succeed, uses them to their best strengths, coaches them up that way, and, oh, look, they overperform. Think about this in, in this context, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what industry you're in, employees who feel like they are valued, who feel like their voices matter, tend to take an ownership in the work they do, with more pride in the work they do, and give better results than people who feel like, I'm just here for a paycheck, nobody really gives a damn about me anyway, nobody cares what I have to say, nobody's interested in my ideas, 
they're just going to tell me to do the same stupid thing anyway. Yeah, that's understanding people. It's not just a professional um, mentality. That, that's just understanding people. That's a lot of coaching. Yeah. Understanding how to motivate. Understanding what makes guys give you more. D'Amico Ryans has shown he knows how to get guys to give you more, whereas the previous two head coaches showed you they knew how to get guys to give you less. <laughs> right, right, not meet their potential. I I think he is the impetus for the Texans giving Nick Casario given validation for his talent evaluation to get the very best of guys like Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan, Christian Harris, Derek Stingley, guys that he drafted before D'Amico Ryans was even thought of uh, as a head coaching candidate for this team. And, you know, there's plenty of others that have, you know, still more to prove. And I think that they will. I think you have not seen the best of guys like Jalen Petrie. I think you haven't seen the best of Damian Pierce. I think you haven't seen the best of Kenyon Green. When healthy. I think you haven't seen the best of Tegan Quatoriano. Another, when healthy, uh, John Mechie. I mean, those are the guys, all guys drafted within the last couple of years that have gotten a taste of D'Amico Ryans, have gotten a taste of what it was like, in some cases, for these gentlemen, all of them that I'd mentioned, what it was like pre-D'Amico and what it's like with D'Amico. And this is a huge year for those guys. This is a huge year for the guys that aren't even yet technically wearing Texan uniforms that are going to be back, ones that are going to be new to it. This this is an absolute... This offseason will blow the roof off of 2000... Was it 11? When you signed Jonathan Joseph and Daniel Manning, and that was literally the biggest offseason ever in Texan franchise history and probably still is if you don't include the draft. I'm talking just free agents. This is going to blow the roof off of that. Think about a year ago when they hired D'Amico and all the best former Texans showed up because everybody was so excited. (laughs) D'Amico was getting to be the head coach. Of the Texans. Standing room only, man. JJ is here. And like, like just, just name the former Texans from that era. They were all here. The guys on the team were super excited. Laramie Tunsil's excited. Laramie Tunsil, who for the previous couple of years was considered, oh, Laramie Tunsil doesn't really like football. They've basically got to bribe him to get him to show up to practice. And now here's Laramie Tunsil out at every practice. Mm-hmm. Here's Laramie Tunsil, you know, like leading the charge. The They wanted to play for this guy. From day one, everybody had a respect for D'Amico Ryans that created an energy. There are guys, after every Texans game, win or lose, there were at least two main players on the other team talking about, man, D'Amico and the Texans. See, man, those guys got something going sure. over there. Like After every game, guys are going to want to come here. They're going to want to come here. They know the Texans have something going forward. A lot of teams, you don't know what they have going forward. You know what the Texans are. And everybody in this league understands who D'Amico is and understands who CJ is. That is an advantage. And And we've seen the other side of it, right? Where nobody wants to. We had a year, we had to hire a guy who'd never even been a coordinator to be the head coach because nobody wanted this job. It was so friggin' bad. Yep. Now guys are going to bang on it because they want to come. Yeah. And look, you mentioned 
think you just mentioned CJ, or I was thinking about CJ during listening to what you were saying, but um, he's he's just as much a part of this uh, point that I'm making as as anybody else. You know, the the player and the person, but it's person first, and the person that we all learned uh, that CJ was and is. Well, you might have just learned. You know, during that same period of time, the player that you didn't know he could become. And now, I mean, my gosh, how bright is the future? Because you've got the two most important people locked up. C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans. Think about it from this aspect, too, right? They were rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. What we saw was the floor. They're only going to get better. We saw the floor. And you believe that, do you not? Because a lot of people out there still to this day, until proven otherwise, believe that, look, this was kind of fool's gold-ish. Um, sure, there's the people that believe in C.J. Stroud and that he's a really good quarterback, but you use the word overperform. People are going to use that and have used that and will continue to do so until proven otherwise. Out of context a bit. Overperform relative to... What we'd saw from guys like Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan, Christian Harris, Jalen Petrie the year prior, I think. Yeah, overperform. <laughs> Maybe not specifically with Jalen Petrie, but I think he'll get there. But point, you see my point, right? I, I think people look at this team as a little bit of fool's gold. Like they, they, they did something in which they weren't supposed to do yet. Yeah, D'Amico's good. Yes, yeah, CJ's good. But there's a but there. How do they remove that? That caveat. That is Texans PTSD. It's really what it is. Hardcore fans who are so used to, I know it's just a matter of time until the other shoe drops. You know, at, oh, oh, you got Kansas City on the ropes 24 nothing, and then you lose by 20. Like, from that point forward, like that season, right, that 2019 season, everything was going the Texas way. They are kicking Kansas City's ass. In Arrowhead. And people are like ready to book their flights for the AFC title game. And then the bottom just fell out out of nowhere. And the Texans could not stop. They just couldn't stop it. They were up 24-0. And then they lost by 20. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for the reminder. I mean, from that point on, right, everything went to hell. Yeah. Literally. Deshaun, they, they, they go... Four wins the next year. Everybody's getting hurt. Uh, then it's Deshaun doesn't want to play here. Yeah, trade D Hop. Then it's JJ wants out. Deshaun's a giant perv mm-hmm. and maybe broke some laws and sexually assaulted some people. And that's not over. And you know, oh, you have no draft picks. Oh, you have no talent. Oh, you're way over the cap. Your quarterback doesn't want to play for you. Nobody wants to play here. Nobody wants to be near Jack Easterby. They have to hire David Culley, who was so far in over his head. Look, good on him. He got paid. Good on him. He got paid. David Culley was. David Culley had as much right being the Texans head coach as you or I. Oh, he won the lottery. He won the lottery. He won the lottery. Then they like it was so bad they had to get rid of him. Easterby's trying to shove McCown down everybody's throats until Brian Flores names him in a lawsuit, and then it's oh crap. Uh, we better hire Lovey this way. You know, we hire a black coach, so we're not racist. And they hire Lovey, who, to that point, 
had not even interviewed. Not that season, not the season before. He was never on the list to be a head coach. <laughs> and he knew it. Yes. And, and I'm sorry, but Santa Lovey, like, coached like he didn't want to be here. <sighs> they were they were awful. They were terribly coached. They played lousy. And as as, as fast as that, that floor fell out from underneath Bill O'Brien in the Texans that day in Kansas City, you hired D'Amico Ryans. And it's just kind of like everything had been restored literally from that moment. It's it's been crazy. It's been incredible the to see this change. Yes, literally with the announcement. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. And look, all that to just say this: what I heard from D'Amico Ryan's today was just more validation, more affirmation that that he's just breathing and continued to breathe legitimate. Um, you know, just something tangible, something that you can just not feel, but you can you can see, you can touch, you can hold like the faith that you did not have in this organization for three and a half plus years. It's back. And I trust this team's ability to evaluate and bring in uh, the highest quality talent um, unlike ever before. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, he's been off the wagon two years. Off the wagon? I think it's off the wagon. I think it's on the wagon. You're back on the wagon. Right off the wagon. What the hell do you know about wagon? I know enough not to get on. Told you. There's lots of room for you. Right, it's time to get on or get off. Let's play the bandwagon. Sean, tonight's bandwagon is full of beef. Full of beef. Full of beef. Does that mean it's all about men? I don't uh, know where you're going with this. Essentially, yes. Okay, all right. Just making Full sure. Full of beef. Colin Cowherd, he has beef with Chicago. Like, the whole damn city. And for the record, he doesn't win a lot of games, and that's a problem. Don't listen to the analytic nerds. Good quarterbacks win close games. He is a dreadful fourth-quarter quarterback, the worst in the league. Chicago media 
their opinion of him is just not reality. Everybody else sees it. The Chicago media all season long tried to uh, defend him, uh, elevate him, uh, protect him, promote him. Maybe they're watching Ohio State film. But if you look at his second half stats in his career, third and fourth quarter. So this is when you're off script. Now it's up to you. No more script. It's up to you. Three years, his career, second half stats, 77 passer rating, 58% career completion percentage. You know what that is? The guy I keep comparing him to, Zach Wilson. Jeez. That is Colin Coward tearing (laughs) a new one into Justin Fields and all of his defenders just absolutely, you know, lambasting fields and anyone who would dare say he has talent or has potential. Yeah. This is coward just being a super douche. Are you on or off the bandwagon? Uh, I'm on and I can't help but be on because when he talks about football specific players, um, even if it is a guy like Justin Fields and he's comparing him to Zach Wilson, I just know he doesn't watch that much football. <laughs> he's admitted it. He doesn't watch that much football. This was a great monologue written by one of his 37 producers. Yeah, and I'd be very loose on the term uh, great. Uh, so, yeah, I'm on the bandwagon on that. Uh, Cowherd's a hard listen. Yeah, I'm on the bandwagon. He's, he has beef with everyone. He had beef with Houston last year, and then midseason he's supporting the Texans. Yeah, I'm on the bandwagon. He just Specific, has nothing, he specifically has nothing better Stroud. else to do. Specifically Stroud. Yeah. He had beef with Stroud. Yeah, he Stroud had, was another Dak Prescott. That's what he said. He had beef with Stroud. And then literally, like, in the same segment said, I don't watch film. (laughs) Yes. So tell me how you're evaluating a guy who hasn't played a snap and you don't watch film. Crushing an entire city's media (laughs) coverage, too, of this guy. I mean, I'm actually, I don't disagree. I think Fields is never going to be a big-time quarterback. I don't. I don't think he, to me, if you cannot be accurate in the pocket, you can't win. He's not accurate in the pocket. I know he hasn't had a great line. I know he didn't have a lot of weapons. I know the team basically abandoned him, not this season, but the year before. And then he was basically like running all over the place to stay alive and said, oh, well, maybe this potential, maybe we should get him some weapons. And still nothing happened. But the truth of the matter is Colin Coward is always a super douche. And you should always be on that bandwagon. Here's the, here's the thing, just real quick on fields, though. You're, you might be right. A lot of people might be right. Colin Cowherd might be right at the end of the day where Fields just isn't ever going to be a guy or even good. But it's about right time, right situation. And, boy, what a horrible time to have to go to Chicago in a really crappy situation. I think the guy has a lot of talent. I think he has the skills. If he would have wound up in... A number of other places, would it have been a little bit different at least for a guy like Justin Fields? Maybe. But the problem is, is when you're a, you know, a a top draft choice, when you've got that skill set coming out of college, where are you going to wind up? Where are you going to wind up? You're going to wind up in hell. A lot of dysfunctional places. And since Ryan Poles probably feels like his job is on the line, there's no way in hell uh, Justin Fields is the quarterback of the Bears next year. Number two, (laughs) Pistons head coach Monty Williams, he has beef. 
with the refs. Where's the, where's the New York media now? The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game, <clears throat> and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. That, that's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game, period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long, and enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big-time game like that and there be a no-call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called, period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game, and that was not fair. I'm done. Monty Williams blaming the refs for yet another Pistons loss, basically throwing out there the martyr card all year long, the big bad refs. Monty, you're eight and forty nine. Shut the hell up. Are you on or off the bandwagon? <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not wrong. That is pent up frustration. I'm off. I'm off the bandwagon. He's, it, there's pent-up frustration because, look, he was on a 27-game losing streak once upon a time ago this season. They may not win 10 games this season. <laughs> Have you seen the play? I'm sure you've seen the play. Is 10 and, wins and, the minimum in order to be allowed to bitch about refs? I mean, again, it's pent-up frustration. I, I, I can kind of feel the guy's pain, man. Um, I remember listening to audio clips of him after they'd lost like 10 in a row, and he was then beside himself. Um, just sounded like every night he'd come back from, uh, you know, a funeral and was just, he was a broken man then. I think he's just absolutely had it. It was a horrible no call. It was a horrible no call. That should go to you know, the kangaroo court of the NBA, and they need to do something about that instead of finding him whatever amount they're going to find him or already have. Like, they they should find the referee crew, the entire crew. Three people missed that call. I'm off the bandwagon. I'm off the bandwagon because I didn't see the play, but, yeah. You know, I would be mad too, but I, I, don't, I haven't seen how egregious the call was, but, yeah, I'm just going to go off the bandwagon for this one. Diving at a person's legs is a proper description. I mean, that would have been... Um, a potentially illegal hit in the NFL. <laughs> Wait, was it was it diving for a loose ball or he just dove for his leg? Uh, the ball was being dribbled in the left hand of the offensive player. Okay. And the defender was diving at the legs to try and get the ball. That's the player flagrant. impeded the progress significantly and created a turnover in the process. It was a horrible no call. Yeah, that's a flagrant. Maybe not a flagrant, but I mean, it needed to be called a foul. I mean, you impeded the you impeded the player's progress. He's got a beef. I'm on the bandwagon. <laughs> I know you are, and I'm not on the bandwagon because Ridiculous. he's wrong about this call. Because he's right about this call. I'm on the bandwagon because you're eight and forty nine, and nobody gives a damn. All right, the fans don't give a damn. The media doesn't give a damn. The league doesn't give a damn. Nobody cares. You can yell and scream all you want. Nobody 
friggin' cares. Hey, look. You might as well just shut up and save your breath because zero people in New York are listening. That guy Filipowski is going to catch a stray from my ass right now. Uh, he was walking across the court in Wake Forest the other day about as casually as anybody would in the mall to go get a coffee. And he ran into that individual whom he sent flying like 15 or 20 feet. Like, have a freaking clue. You got 3,000 people rushing to court. Like, have some spatial awareness. Like, get the hell out of the way. Run you know, like there's free food in the locker room. Right. Like, this guy dove at this player's legs. Like, if you're worried about player safety, be worried about all players at any level's safety, not just a big man and a collegiate team, and you're worried about, like, court storming for the first time in, like, 100 years. Like, I don't want to hear that crap. Make the call. The fact that that was a no call by three different people that swallowed their whistles is ridiculous. I'd be pissed off if I was him, too, because I am 8-49. and 49. Number three, Oscar De La Hoya has beef with Dana White. Ooh. Yeah, Sugar yeah. Sean, he's the... Uh, Does he have purple hair now? Or what color is it It now? always changes. <laughs> color Yellow, purple. Yeah. We'll see. He's fighting in two weeks in Miami. I, I like him. He's a good striker. Very good. Yeah. Right? Great. Yeah. See, I've been doing that. Very homework. dynamic. I've been but doing he, wants to, he doesn't want him to come to boxing. He says, Dana, I want to go to MMA. Now, the first thing that came to mind was your relationship with Dana. Yeah. Uh, how, could, yeah. how could that ever happen? I mean, it would be a gigantic fight. Could this happen? It'll be a hell of a promotion. It would be. Right? Yes. Yeah. It'll be a hell of a would promotion. Would you be okay with that at, at this point? He said, if all goes well with Devin, I would love to explore that. Give me three months. I I would actually entertain that because Ryan can fight, you know, in the main event with this kid. And maybe I can do Dana <laughs> on the co-main. I thought you guys are cool. Didn't you like say like, no, you want- we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, I don't know if we're cool. I mean, I haven't even talked to the guy. I know, but you, you put out a thing that you wanted yeah, to no, like I'm good. bury the like, hatchet. I, like I'm good. Yes. I'm good. Yes. But it doesn't mean that we can go. Have you it. seen him anywhere? No, no, never. No, never, never. shook hands. No. Cause it was a time. Does he live in Vegas? I believe so. Yeah. 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 You live in Vegas too. I live in Vegas and, uh, yeah, I'm going to do some big things in Vegas now. Like, Hmm. Delahoy is so desperate for attention at this point to land a fight. Here he is offering to get in the octagon with Dana White. Oscar should just stick to hiring prostitutes to insert kitchen utensils into his rear orifices. Are you on or off the bandwagon? I'm off the bandwagon. I want Oscar to kick Dana White's ass. I can't stand Dana White these days. The way he did Howie Mandel the other day, um, it just he he. He doesn't sit well with me. I I think Oscar was treating that like kind of tongue-in-cheek. Like, I don't think he was really taking the whole thing very seriously. However, in my own fantasy world, I would love to see that and have Oscar absolutely destroy Dana White. I really don't have an answer for this, but I guess I'll be off the bandwagon because I just don't care. Do you like to see fights? UFC from time to time, but boxing, not really anymore, unless my dad gets a pay-per-view, but... I grew up watching Floyd's fights, and, you know, sometimes I was just like, yeah, we actually paid for this, so. Do you guys know about the time, at least the time that got exposed, that Oscar De La Hoya hired two prostitutes to stick kitchen utensils in his butt? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't, so, you I don't know, recall that one. You know, like, in a blender, like the power blender, the the two sticks with the, the whisks on them that, that spin? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. they were sticking those in his butt. Stop, stop. No, no stop, joke. Stop. This is real. Stop. No, really, stop. And 
I want to see Oscar and Dana fight, both embarrass themselves terribly, and then Oscar and Dana get like a brick of coke and both get exposed having prostitutes stick things in their butts. Like that would just be the greatest humiliation for both of them together, and I'm what, all for it. What was uh Boxing did this promotion like a few years back, maybe seven or eight years ago now, where uh, it was like the last time Mike Mike Tyson had fought. Like they brought like the old guys back and they fought each other, right? Oh yeah, like James Tony was fighting, uh, Bernard Hopkins was fighting. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember who. Like it would be kind of like that. A pair like, of fifty year olds getting in the octagon. People bought it. People watched it. People would do the same thing with this. I would legitimately want to see. Oscar De La Hoya, regardless of uh, that previous story, to be true or not true, uh, kick Dana White's ass. And can De La Hoya, you know, with the hands, you know, break Dana's chin before Dana takes him down to the mat? Probably not. It would it would turn into a mat first. Um, it would just be like a mad like barroom scramble. Yeah, I think it would. I think it would. Because that's all Dana could do. <laughs> that is your bandwagon. <laughs> There right. was one more, but we don't have time to get to it. It's all right. Maybe we can make some time uh, in the final segment. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll wrap up the show on the other side, and we'll see if we can get to PC's audio. But uh, we'll get back to a little Astro Convo when we return. And uh, what we saw earlier today from them, something I think we should very much get used to seeing this regular season. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Final segment of the show. Appreciate you joining us. Glad to be a part of your evening. I'm Sean Bajani. He's Patrick Creighton. Area 45 it is. Byron Matthews producing, doing a great job as always. Jordan, spring training debut today, PC, in the two-hole. Uh, did you get a little baseball uh, horny? Wasn't it glorious? Yeah. I mean, the fact they got their asses kicked into three. Uh, baseball horny! You know, did, <laughs> that, that drop does exist. I love it. Um, yeah, they didn't do us any favors. Uh, I think Jordan did get a hit, but it was just the willingness to trot that lineup out there that I think is not going to look at all too uh, dissimilar from what we're going to see more times than not, aside from, uh, 
you know, Corey Jolks and Mauricio Dubon in the 8-9 hole. It's probably going to look like uh, Chaz McCormick and Jake Myers. Um, maybe Chaz a little bit higher up in the order, but I think that's pretty much what we're going to end up seeing to start the regular season, don't you? Very strong possibility Corey Jolks is in Sugarland to start the year. Mm-hmm. So those of you who are UH fans and are hoping for a local guy done good, uh, feel pretty strong Corey Jolks is not going to make the roster. Uh, and and come west. Yeah, but, I mean Jake Myers has everything to do with that. Um, them giving him the shot to succeed or fail in center field. Uh, you know, the first month, two months, three months, however long it takes to get a definitive answer out of him. You're going to have Jazz in left, and there's going to be all kinds of combinations. But you don't have a Michael Brantley situation this year like you did last year, where it was like, well, wait and see, wait and see. When's he coming back? And Geez, how many games did he end up playing for him last year? It was like a couple dozen, it felt yeah, like. Like maybe 20 games. Post, postseason included. <laughs> yeah, when, he, when he suddenly couldn't hit anymore. Uh-huh. But, man, I tell you, I've been wanting the Jordan at number two for a long time. And now that Joe Espada is the manager, friend of the program, listens avidly. Clearly. Heard, heard us talk about Jordan in the two-hole, and sure enough, just a couple of days later, Jordan's going to be in the two-hole, and today we saw it. Jordan, it, it was glorious. It was glorious. And you saw a lineup today that was going to look very much like what we're what we're going to see. Yeah, I think uh, so. Come the regular season, you kind of saw the real lineup today. I think so. And th- the other encouraging thing is, is that, look, Jordan's been good, you know, healthy so far this spring, knock on wood. Uh, Joe Espada, from day one of spring training per Chandler Rome, you're going to see your regular everyday starters a lot earlier and more often this spring training. Uh, and I think the thought process from Joe Espada, which was very different to Dusty Baker uh, and how he ran things for a couple of three years with the Astros, um, to get him ramped up and ready to go for the regular season. And not everybody necessarily needs that, but he wants to, you know, see the guys that he's going to be working with every single day, day in and day out. Um, I think it's a great idea. I think it gets the fans excited. I'm always excited come spring training because, as I mentioned earlier, there's always one or two guys, whether it be a position player or a pitcher, you're going to need that guy at some point down the stretch or early on last year. Corey Jelks was a dude you needed. J.P. France was a dude you needed um, because of injuries and other issues. The Astros always seem to get massive contributions from guys you least suspect that you better start paying attention to them during spring training. And for you guys who have seen the Astros play a few games in spring training and, oh, they didn't get any hits, oh, they didn't score enough runs, listen, just I'm just going to tell you, so I hope this puts your mind at ease and you understand how spring training works. Not like football training camp where every single practice, every single play, everything matters, like who's going to get cut, who's not. It doesn't work like that in baseball. Okay, especially for, for the established guys. Yeah, you play 30 games, The established games, by the way. guys, <laughs> a lot of okay, their performance does not matter a damn lick until we get to St. Patrick's Day. Okay, the only thing that matters for the regular in the lineup, is that they don't get hurt. They build up their stamina. They don't get hurt. That's it. None of their, whether they are hitting, not hitting, whatever mistakes they make, doesn't matter until we get to St. Patrick's Day. Whoever the, the pitchers that you know are definitely going to make the team, 
Okay. How they perform literally does not matter until St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Everything from now to St. Patty's Day is about getting stamina, getting reps, building up your body. Uh, actual performance doesn't really matter. Let's say till about ten <laughs> days before the season starts, because mm-hmm. everything that happened before that in in the preseason, none of it matters. How you are that last ten days, getting ready into the season, that's your real ramp up. That's where you want to see. Okay, guys are starting to turn it on. Guys are starting to get hits. Guys are starting to execute their pitches. A lot of times, right now, pitchers are working on grips, working on a new pitch, working on a mechanic. They're working on something. How well they pitch doesn't freaking matter. Sure. Well, and hitters are working on seeing the baseball uh, from live pitching. They're working on their mechanics. Yeah. They're working on their stance. They're uh, they're working on different things. None of it friggin' matters. All you want to say is just nobody get hurt. Job one, nobody get hurt. After we get to St. Patty's Day and we all get blitzed, okay, the next day, okay, now we start tracking our guys having good at-bats, our guys executing good pitches, because now we're really starting to ramp up to the regular season, which starts March 28th. Yeah, and you got me thinking, too. Uh, we need to do something special in studio for uh, opening day. You talking We about- need to talk to the boss and get ourselves credited. Yeah, for opening day. So it's going to be a day game, and we're going to be here. We don't come on until 7. Let's get out there for opening day uh, and then come back here with, hey, we were there. Yeah, absolutely. That would be the so thing. Got to talk to uh, the boss man about that. I think he can maybe swing a thing or two and uh, make that happen. But uh, you mentioned getting blitzed. I'm just thinking of a little, uh, you know, post-game celebration, pre-show celebration. Um. You know, St. Patrick's Day vibes and all. That's all I'm saying. Oh, you want to get blitzed on St. Patty's Day? I didn't necessarily mean blitzed. Hold per on, se, which, where we which can day just enjoy. Are we on the air on St. Patrick's Day? What it's day within the uh, time frame. You know, within a week. It's all I'm saying, and it's oh, opening. St. Day. Patty's Day is a Sunday. Uh huh. Yeah, we're we're coming in Monday hungover <laughs> as hell. Yeah, it, the night guys come in hungover. That's when you know you have a real problem. That part isn't until be Tyler Milner. <laughs> <laughs> that probably won't end until 4 a.m. And, yeah, the next day when we come in, it's going to be like, we're going to have three pizzas on the desk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Assuming that payday is that Friday. There, like, it is actually the Friday right before. Yeah. We should be good then. No problem. We'll be slamming pizzas and <laughs> whatever whatever energy drinks we can get our hands on because it'll have been a long night the night before. <laughs> there you go. I know you'll have your monster in hand. Uh, all right, hey, let's do this thing all over again tomorrow. One day out from uh, the Combine officially getting underway. Nick Casario will address the media tomorrow. I'm sure we'll have uh, plenty to react from uh, from what he had to say. And make sure you keep it locked here on Sports Radio 610 all day long. Twitch and YouTube as well. You can watch every single show on Sports Radio 610. For Byron Matthews, in for Chris Santiago, He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani with you, man. It's Area 45. We appreciate you. Have a great night. H2! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.